All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fair Chase Podcast. We're happy that you're here. We're happy that you're ready to start learning. Before we dive into this episode, you know, we got to talk about a few companies that help make this possible and some of the companies that we back personally because we believe in them. Now, first up is HuntWise. There's a lot of mapping software and apps out there, and the best one that we think is is definitely HuntWise. I mean, they've got so many cool features that some of the other ones don't have, especially this HuntCast that we use every single time before we go out in the woods. Our, I mean, our time is precious. we got to know when's the best time to go out. And instead of searching around on all the, the weather sites and checking out all the details, you can go right to the HuntWise app, put it in your location, and you're getting local wind, local predictions based on where your stands actually are, and it helps you actually choose the best stand so you're not wasting any time and you can get right in there and hunt that buck you're after. Go visit HuntWise.com. So James and I have shot different bows from different manufacturers, and we all, every time we shoot them, we always go back to primes the reason is they're just so shootable and we're just so accurate with them they're super stable and they just came out with the new revix 2 4 and 6 is their brand new bow for 2023 hunting season g5prime.com so next up we got vector arrows this is a company that has just blown me away with their ability to help the customer out. Basically, you don't have to go through and, and find your shaft weight and spine strength charts anymore. You don't gotta deal with any of that. Basically, you go to the website, you put in your draw weight, your draw length, your tip weight, and they basically build the perfect arrow for you. No guessing, no questions. And then you can customize them. They got a bunch of different options. You can shoot the HMR or the ZMR. These things are sweet and they seriously are some of the best arrows in the industry. And they've got a zero failure guarantee. So if you break it or bend it, they're gonna replace it. So if you wanna save yourself 10% on that, head over to Vector Custom Shop and use the code TFC10. There's been a lot of hype around tree saddles. Some of you might be hesitant to even try one. These things are awesome. If you ever wanted to try one, Trophy Line Tree Saddles make the best saddles in the industry. They're super comfortable, they're adjustable, and the new Venatic saddle, we were able to get our hands on it a couple months ago and it just seriously blew us away. So if you want to get into the saddle game, go over to trophyline.com. You can save yourself 10%, use the code TFC10, get into the saddle game, it's gonna change the way you hunt. James and I like to go tromp around on public land and one way we're able to do that is to have good footwear. Uh, we used to lug around in, in rubber boots, and by the end of the day, we'd have sore feet, and it'd be, it'd be a mess. But we finally decided to get some good boots and partnered with Lathrop & Sons. These boots are so nice. They fit your foot perfectly. They've got Synergy foot pads that are made to you know, form around your foot. These guys take the time. There's years and years of research and design and how to create the most comfortable boot. Go check out Lathrop & Sons. Last but not least, Vortex Optics. These guys have some of the best glass in the industry. Binoculars, rangefinders, spotter scopes. We love them. We've got it on our rifles. We use our rangefinder all the time. They also make clothing lines every quarter. James and I are practically wearing a piece of Vortex apparel every day. Everything is high quality. They come out with new items usually every quarter. So spring, summer, winter, fall, they've got new lines and new clothing coming out. Check this stuff out. And if you want to save yourself 20%, head over to Vortex.com, head to the apparel page, and save 20% with TFC20. Well, welcome to another episode of the Fair Chase podcast. Uh, as you all know, you've been, you, if you've been listening for a while, or maybe not, welcome. We're in the, we're in the middle of a, a series right now, uh, a, a hunting story series, uh, where we bring in 
people from very different walks of life, um, different uh, backgrounds, different hunting styles to tell their favorite, you know, I guess favorite, or maybe what, when they think of a great hunting story, what they think of. And so today we have a, a special guest. Uh, we, we just spent a little time reminiscing about the, um, the lever action rifle. So I decided, decided to bring Cody Butler out of Henry rifles in. So Cody, you want to introduce yourself? How's it going guys? Cody Butler from Superior, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I've been working for Henry now on the marketing team for about four years. My specialty there is pretty much everything hunting. Yeah. So, That's not a bad specialty to have. No, no, no it's not. It's, nice. uh, it's, it's, not a bad gig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, so, uh, you know, I, I, I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, but basically the way is this setup is, well, you know, now we know who you are. Uh, we're we're going to get back into that in a minute, but we also know where you live. Did you say Nebraska? Yeah. Yes. Yep. South yeah. central Nebraska. Right you guys got bucks. Yeah. I'm yes. A surprised and what's even better is my house sits a hundred yards from the Kansas line and um, we hunt both states. I, I, I tell everybody I, it's kind of like living in Iowa. I kill two bucks in Nebraska and one buck in Kansas. So I, it's like a three buck state right here. On me. That's not bad. And that <laughs> you just shot one like this week or last I week. I shot one last night. Yeah. Last night. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Killed my Kansas deer last night. And, uh, it, it's been one of the toughest seasons, uh, I've had for quite some time. Uh, so it, uh, He's a, a big five, six-year-old buck that just showed up a year I did not have any history with, which is pretty rare uh, for me. Most of my farms, I have, you know, at least one, if not multiple years of history. And this one just kind of showed up and um, it was him and another deer I did have a lot of history with. And he came out first and stood at 50 yards and I uh, let the all-weather 30-30 part. Oh, dirty 30, dropped, baby. Dropped, dropped mm-hmm. in his tracks. So That is sweet. Uh, we yeah. were, uh, prior to this, just talking about all the deer we've taken with the uh, trusty lever action 3030. Uh, you're not open sight. You were an open sight on that rifle, that, uh, no, that bug. No, um, that one, I actually, on my all weathers, I just, I don't know why they look really good with a loop hold on them. So. Mm. <laughs> mm. I can understand. American yeah. made rifle, American made scope. So I don't know. They just look good. So no, Good, good glass will spruce anything up. Yep. Yep. Well, and honestly, you know, compared to when I started, some of the modern cartridges you have out there now for lever actions. I mean, 3030 is a 200-yard gun where it used to not be. So yeah, yeah. I shot a deer. I'm not to brag, Jared. I shot a doe across a, a swamp, 250 yards with my 3030. Anytime you, you say, anytime you say, I don't mean to brag, uh, but I'm about to. Brag. So just brace yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you, and I will, I will attest to that because I went. I will. That was a very long track. Yep. I do believe um, it was a big walk around. Yeah, it took forever. It died big in the circle. swamp. Yeah, but there was snow, so it made it a little easier. It went out on the lake, came back in the swamp. Yeah, it was all over that the place. did, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it did. It was bad. It died though. Um, all right, so we have been doing this thing. We're gonna get into when you think of you know your 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 uh, like great hunting story. We're gonna get to that mm-hmm. in a second. But I have two more questions to ask you. First, yeah. and I'm assuming you're you're from Nebraska, so maybe I'm I'm my assumption is right. You'll have to let me know, but I would assume your favorite hunt, like the hunt you look forward to most in the year is, is probably something around the whitetail rut. That's going to be my guess. Is that right? Yes. Um, probably recently my favorite trip of the year, last few years is, uh, one of my best friends. We've been great friends since diapers. Uh, he's got a family farm out in Western Nebraska and every year. So Nebraska's rifle season, 
whether you like it or not, the rut and the rifle season do come together. Um, so for me, now that I work for Henry, it's a great thing. Um, but when I bow hunted more, I didn't love it. <laughs> now it's right. awesome. So you know, we go out there, um, not a lot of population out there as far as human beings, uh, but there is a ton of deer. Um, he's got a little over a thousand acre track out there uh, on the Platte River and man, it's just, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the old videos of Milk River on the road oh, yeah. videos. It's yep. a lot. It reminds me of that. Just deer pouring out the alfalfa fields, stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Um, we actually just posted a hunt with a Henry episode of him killing a deer at 15 steps uh, with a 44 <laughs> Magnum that we rattled in. So um, it's just a really fun trip every year. I look forward to it. It's kind of a deer camp. And um, that's probably the one I definitely look forward to as of recently. Yeah, I like that. You know, you know, I haven't done this yet, but uh, Jared, you've you've sat and listened to a lot of this. What's yours? Like, we haven't said ours yet. We keep asking this question. My favorite time to hunt whitetails? Is that the question? No, your favorite hunt. Like, if you had to pick one thing you look Ooh. forward to the most, what what time of the year? What are you hunting? What is your what's your thing? My favorite hunt. Just oh man, okay. Um, it's gonna be hard for me not to pick like a whitetail rut, but. I think at this point I am 50, 50 whitetail rut spring Turkey. Ooh. Hey, hey. Oh yeah. There's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Nothing like, wrong I, love, with I love a good cold November morning where it's crispy. Oh, yeah. and the leaves are going, but then part of me is like, man, if this was a spring morning and I'm sitting outside and I hear just a rumbly, hey, rumbly I love crackle. The I love the Turkey hut too, man. So I, I hear you. Oh yeah that's we do that's a good a point we do have a turkey gun now do you yes we do yeah. we we I, I we i say this all the time on our podcast but the more i turkey hunt the more i like love it yeah like i'm with you like i i i've said i like the track and i like the rut and everything but like that first morning sitting out and just hearing the like you spent usually like i'll have like a week up to it where i'm like walking around here in turkeys gobble somewhere around my house oh, or yeah. something like that and so you got you get amped up you get out there and it just you just hear that spring thunder one thing i it. love about turkey hunting is uh compared to deer hunting is if you if one's not doesn't want to play over here on this farm you can usually find one somewhere else it doesn't yep. yeah yeah stress-free hunting you know you can just go out and have fun yeah and you don't have to worry about your scent no you can stink as much as you want i have always said if a turkey could smell you'd never kill one that's right. You'd be, you would never, you'd never have a chance. No. Be impossible. <laughs> All right. So uh, we got that out of the way. Now this is new for this month. I did one episode, Jared, without you. So you're, this is going to be a new question to you, but you've heard me say it before. Um, I, I didn't make up this question. This is something I think I saw on social media or somewhere. Uh, but basically this is, has to do with superpowers uh, yes. when it comes down to it. Uh, so you're, you love to hunt, right? Uh, and deer oh, have, yeah, I like this one. Good question, Jimmy. <laughs> deer have fantastic senses of hearing. They, they can hear pretty well. They can see decently and they can smell really well. If you had the ability to either be invisible to a deer, so they couldn't see you, you had no smell to a deer. So deer couldn't smell you or any, any game, or they couldn't hear you. You could try to make as much noise as you want and, and they'd never hear you. Which, uh, superpower would you have? smell all day smell you think so yeah yeah why is that because i feel like any time that i have ever 
truly been busted by any ant, like a white, I guess white-tailed deer that actually do smell, you know, obviously, but um, I feel like that has been, I don't feel like I ever really get busted by movement that much or hearing that much, but scent has definitely hurt me more than once. Scent, scent is, I, I mean, I figure mo- a lot, I think, I, I think that'll be the most popular answer. It had, you're, it's two for two now. Two people have really? said scent. Yeah. I would think, uh, what were the choices? Um, Sensing and hearing? hearing. Yeah. Man, it's hard for me not to go with hearing. I'm hearing all the way. I thought I'd be alone in that too. I'm glad that you're with me. No, I mean, I think the first time you had asked me, I thought like invisible, like seeing invisible. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, I can just sneak up on it, but it's still going to hear you. Crunch and smell you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you started telling me about that and I kind of changed my mind back to you. It's like, okay, I'm quiet. Come up downwind. I come up downwind and just still, I would be still hunting all the time. Yeah. I just... When I was a kid, when I was a kid, there was this news story of these guys who climbed up in a tree. I don't know what this has nothing to do with what we're saying, but they climbed up in a tree and they knew a deer would come under them. And they did the bowling ball hunting. Have you ever heard of this? Like they got in huge trouble, but they were hunting with bowling balls no. above, no, above them. Yeah, death from above. Oh, when you when Jared was doing the brought it to mind. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> All right, so we've got superpower. So you said, if I have this right, you said scent, Cody, Jared. You're saying hearing. All right, yeah, I'm with you. I'm team. The two guests have said scent, and Jared and I say hearing. We get two votes, Jared and I, so we're actually winning. Yeah, you we're up. We're up to four and two. <laughs> hey, uh, you guys, are okay. it's our thing. Guys, we get to make the rules. Whatever right? you want. That's right. <laughs> All right. So um, now, this is the reason we had you on. So. You work for Henry Lever Action. It's, it's a cool history, uh, a, a rifle. I mean, you think cowboys. We think like Big Woods, Michigan. Actually, I didn't try to do this, but check this out. Like, ooh, with the red flannel. <laughs> See that? Our, awesome. our Actually, our Fair Chase logo, uh, sweatshirts, branded gear sweatshirts, have me in all flannel action. with an open sight lever action rifle headed into a Michigan swamp. Yeah. That's awesome. So I didn't That's, even hey, mean to we do like that. to say it's it's America's rifle. That's right. So with all that in mind, you know, and the rich history behind the the lever action, and you know, when you think of a great hunting story that you've lived and been a part of, what comes to mind? So you know, I did a lot of thinking when you mentioned this. You know, we we're going to talk about this, and I think the best one to tell is probably how I got started at Henry because it actually, oddly enough, started because of a hunt um is back in 2018 and uh i had just come off my best year ever uh, i killed all three of my target bucks i uh, killed a big seven pointer with a bow in nebraska killed a 185 inch seven by six in kansas with my bow that year was actually featured as a centerfold north american whitetail that year um, Sweet. So that was really cool he's hanging over here we can i can bring him over here and show you but um and then i killed uh 158 inch deer with a muzzleloader then later that year in Nebraska. So it was an awesome year. Um, going into 18, I really didn't have any target bucks um, yeah. that I was kind of going after. Um, went into Kansas, uh, one of my farms in Kansas that is a farm that just always holds some really good deer and started getting cameras out and this just absolute giant uh, started showing up and uh, I sent a picture to uh, one of my buddies and he texted me back and he's like, gosh, that deer is epic. 
So that's what we started calling him. Like, oh, there's his name. We're going to start calling him Epic. And watched him grow through the summer. Um, knew he was big. Didn't realize how big he actually was going to be. Um, really wanted to kill a deer with a bow because um, I was definitely a bow hunter at heart. Um, grew up rifle hunting. Grew up hunting with lever actions. Um, but mainly, definitely bow hunting. So hunted deer quite a bit, but he was not living on me for the main part of the season. Um, I actually didn't hardly have any pictures of him, no sightings of him, nothing. Uh, like a week before Kansas gun season, which is later, usually is that first week of December, uh, finally started getting pictures of him uh, on a food plot of mine. And uh, a couple times in the daylight, I'm like, hey, he's back. You know, he's, he's coming to food. I planted a ton of food that year. Um, our, our main agriculture was corn. Um, just had a feeling we got the weather that I could get on him. And a couple of years prior, my grandfather, uh, who I grew up hunting with, had passed away. So uh, that year, um, he's kind of a gun collector, I guess. He actually had some Henry's in his collection and uh, just a lot of, lot of different guns. But he had a uh, 270 Weatherby, actually, mm. that uh, he nice. took all the time. Um, older gun and just loved it. And I'm like, I'm going to take that out. And I want, I want to try to kill this deer with that gun. And just kind of, it was actually his farm. So all these Kansas farms that we talk about, um, they're all were his farm. So when he passed okay. away, um, I kind of took over the management of all those farms. Um, so anyway, I go down there and uh, we had a pop-up blind set about 175 yards off of this food plot where they're coming in and sat there like three, four days in a row. Wasn't seeing him. Uh, wasn't getting his picture anymore. And we had a big snowstorm coming in. So uh I knew that day might be the day. Uh, I can't remember if it was December. I don't remember exactly what day it was, I guess. But uh, anyway, the snowstorm comes in. He ends up coming out. And I've got this 270 Weatherby. And, uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm rock solid. I'm on a rest. You know, everything's <laughs> great. I'd shot the gun prior to season, uh, dead on. I shoot at this deer at 160 yards, I think he was. And I shoot six inches over the top of his back. Mm. And I'm like, what in the world? You know, so it's a bolt action gun. So I rack another one in, shoot him again, and I just barely clip his spine and he mm. drops. And yeah. I'm like, why am I shooting so high? Well, come to find out, I was shooting some of my grandfather's hand loads. And I didn't know this until I got into reloading a few years prior, but there's some powders that our temperature, um, I don't know, I guess I don't want to know how to say it, but they, they can react to temperatures and do different things. So anyway, that's what the deal was. I brought them in to you know, a warm place, took them to a cold place. And anyway, I did some testing afterwards and that's what was happening is like supposedly, I guess that powder, and plus they're probably old reloads, you know, to begin. Yeah, with. right. Um, anyway, that's what we could figure out, I guess, why I was shooting high. But anyway, ended up hitting the deer in the spine. I dropped him. I was just going to go up and shoot him again, you know, at close yep. range. Well, and, and I end up, I'm getting out and the deer gets up and takes off. And I am just miserable. What? I'm like, what in the world is going on? Like, why is this happening? You know, everything's going through my head. I cannot figure this out. So let the deer lay overnight. The next day, I had just bought, um, like two months prior, a Henry all-weather 44 Magnum. And I'm like, I'm taking that gun with me because if I got to run this deer down, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I, I need something that holds some ammunition and something I can yep. shoot 
through some brush, you know, stuff like that. So anyway, I end up going down in the timber and I end up jumping him. Um, he couldn't move very good and ended up making, getting around on him and putting him down with the 44 Magnum. And uh, so it's just kind of a crazy deal, super emotional. I am a guy that, I guess I have a, I have a ton of respect for the animals that I hunt. And I have a lot of history usually with them. So they really mean something to me. This is a deer that I actually had sheds off of from two years prior. And my dad had seen the year before. So it was a deer I had some history with. And uh, definitely not how I wanted it to go. But little did I know it was how it had to happen. Um, <laughs> getting this job uh, with Henry and me being a Christian, I kind of just felt like, you know, God had to make me suffer maybe a little bit to get this job. But, you know, it, it you know, it, it brought me to that point, I guess. But ended up killing the deer then with, with the Henry rifle. And uh, I just sent uh, a picture to the social media on Instagram of Henry and just, you know, thank you guys for uh, making a great rifle. Uh, killed my biggest buck with it. Deer ended up going 187 inches and uh, he's just right back here. Um, but uh, he's just a giant and uh, Kevin, uh, who runs the social media, you know, checked out the pictures like, oh, that's awesome, you know, and, and told the story to him. And um, I had been in the hunting industry for the last 10 years in the archery industry um, doing marketing content for archery companies. And uh, he just took the time to look me up, I guess, and and checked out all my stuff. And uh, next thing you know, he was reaching out. They were looking for somebody to uh, be on the marketing team on the hunting side of things and to start a series for their YouTube channel called Hunt with Henry. And uh, did an interview, and four years later, here we are. Wow! Still there? Yeah, still there. They haven't fired me yet. <laughs> <laughs> so it, now I gotta ask: Is that you're not your go? Is, what's your go-to caliber now that you're out, you're out in uh, Nebraska? It's like longer distance with those, you know, the lever action. Like, what are you looking at? It can be. Um, I bounce around a lot. It really, kind of just depends. Um, you know where I'm at, uh, where I go in Western Nebraska. Uh, you can take some long shots. Um, we've got uh, our long ranger series that uh, is like 243 up to 308. Um, I really like taking the 308. We actually have a 6.5 Creedmoor. I know the 6.5 Creedmoor is very debated, but man, in my experience hunting with it, um, 400 yards and in, I think it's a fantastic deer rifle with the right ammunition. I've, I, it's crazy accurate. Yeah. Um, we just did a video. Um, I guess it's been maybe a month or two ago. We shot it out to 650 yards on the range, and it was, I mean, driving tax. So hmm. it's just a buddy of mine told me that uh, <laughs> the 6.5 Creedmoor can make a bad shooter a good shooter, and I, it's it it definitely is. But as far as just a gun that I, you know, one that I'm going to gravitate towards just to go, it's hard to beat the old 30-30. You, it really is hard to beat the 3030. It just is. Oh, it's fun to take 4570 sometimes too and just really knock something down. Yeah, you don't have to follow them very, very long for that. No. You all right, Jim? All right, I lost my, uh, there we go. Hang on. Boom. Ooh, that is bright. Had a light out. Tom, fix this part. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that yeah, that's awesome. I mean, so you, you not only got a ginormous 187, did you say, inch buck? Yeah, he's 187. He's <laughs> magnum. Yeah, pull him out. How many points? Let's see. That's like um a lot. He's got a ton of trash, as you can see. 
you just got a ton of trash. You got a big one back here on the back. It, where uh, we we come from, if you can hang browse. a ring on it, it counts as a point. So yeah, I think you know it's supposed to be an inch, but yeah, but I agree with you. But uh, just it's supposed to be yeah. That this beam here is things that can happen on this side. Um, here's just just a piece. So. Sheesh. But yeah. That's it's awesome. a really cool beer. I mean, I'd probably pass him. But... Yeah, I mean, well, think of what he would have been next year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, I. You ever yeah, think about that? Oh. Trigger Happy Joe over here. <laughs> yeah, Cody's just sending, you know, sending anything. Oh, 187 inch. What's next? You know, 175. Yeah. Um, funny thing is, uh, so he's down that year downstairs. I have him hanging side by side downstairs. But uh, two years after that. I killed a deer in the exact same food plot um, for Henry, a deer that we called Epic Junior. So we called this Epic. We had a deer then we called Epic Junior because his deer that frame-wise looked very, very similar to him. And he was a three-year-old at that time, standing in the, he was standing 20 yards from him when I shot him in the food plot. So we just jokingly started calling him Epic Junior. And then two years later, I killed him in the exact same food plot. He went 175. Jeez. You got some bucks. I, I, Jared, I know where I'm going to hunt next year. I think we head to Nebraska and just follow right. Cody around. <laughs> Cody, Cody, where these do we go? Can, these are Kansas bucks here. But we do Cody, to show us around Kansas. Hey, I, yeah. got, I, got, I got family in Kansas. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Who? Who? Uh, my grandparents' uh, sister. Wait, you mean, wait, you're uh, which side? I which? actually, believe it or not, I don't know if he still is, but he was the dean of science for Kansas University. Hang on, dude. Uh, what's uh, what, is he a Gortzma? No, he is a uh, shit. Well, no, I forgot their last name. Oh wow! I know. <laughs> Making this, this up. sounds He's awful. Just lying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to think this is just a start. An start an starts with an N. Starts with an N. New Zealand. No. Knee. I'm looking at. I'm. I ask because I'm googling this person right now. No. Uh, uh, the University of Kansas has selected Arash Mafi to be executive dean. No, that's different. No, I don't know. We'll see. Wait, Jared, I I wouldn't want you to come prepared next time or post oh, or something. We need to know who your favorite famous relative is. Yeah. Interesting. So, Cody, looking back, I mean, that was the start of something pretty cool. Um. Yeah, got started uh, with Henry. Got started with with your lever action kind of thing, which you've been doing a lot of. You got a show going, um, like. But looking back on it, what'd you learn from from that hunt? What what's like a t thing when you think of that hunt, like a lesson or or maybe a takeaway? What, what comes to mind? Well, number one is uh, probably do research on old hand loads. <laughs> Fair, <laughs> well, very good glad, call. I'm yeah. glad that it happened. I I mean, obviously, like I said, it had to happen that way for. For this whole thing to happen um yeah but uh I don't, I don't know i guess just send pictures to companies you like you never know you might get a job say, say that one more time you broke up so, i said send pictures to companies you like yeah, you that's right job just uh <laughs> it's just you throw some lures out there you never know <laughs> throw some lines in the water yeah, yeah i love I, that you know i love my job before i mean I mean, I still hunted for a living before, basically creating content for archery companies. But um, I guess I was kind of the crazy thing is, too, at the time, I was kind of at a crossroads where 
I was getting burnt out a little bit. You know, I'd been doing it for 10 years. Um, things had changed a lot in the industry compared to, you know, when I started, I mean, cameras are easier to come by. There's a ton of young guys in it, you know, as far as creating marketing content, um, not to, you know, anything against anybody, but I mean, there was a lot of guys out there. It's like, Oh, send me a free bow and I'll do whatever you want, you know, and <laughs> that type of stuff. And, you know, it, these companies just don't have to pay media companies as much anymore. I mean, they do no. for certain stuff, but um, and I'm still doing great. But, you know, when Henry reached out and, you know, gave me this opportunity, it was, it was a no brainer. I mean, I, you know, cut my teeth on lever actions, uh, always been a big fan of Henry and, so far, out of all the companies I've worked for in the whole entire hunting industry, um, they're by far the best. I mean, just cool. amazing people, um, love America, uh, just awesome, awesome company. That's awesome. No, that's, that's good to hear. And uh, you, you shot when, what was it? You shot one last night? Yeah. Yep. You, you got any more bucks in you yet this year or are you done? Uh, I have one more tag in nebraska uh i'll have to kill him with either a bow or a muzzleloader uh, okay that rifle season's over but uh we might make uh my trip actually this year out to western nebraska the one that i said i really look forward to it got cut a little short because my little boy got bad bad rsv oh. um, so as soon as i filmed my buddy kill his deer i was in the car coming home because mm -hmm. my wife was taking him to the doctor so um my my time got cut short, so we talked about maybe going back out there and, and bow hunting or uh, muzzleloader hunting here in the late season. So awesome. See what happens. He's got a lot of good deer out there. No, believe it or not, the number one target deer out there was a seven pointer that I'm not kidding you would probably go one forty. One forty as a seven. Yeah, Jeez. and he uh, busted his entire left side off. So we won't be hunting him now. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be. Think about next year. Yeah, it's gonna be so awesome. Hopefully, he's still big next. There's, a, there's some other really good ones out there so. that's sweet yeah well we we're uh the, the late season can be good though oh it can i tell you uh you know i used to love the rut still do i mean just you know to watch bucks doing their thing and to watch it but as far as killing a specific buck late october and late season are about my favorite times anymore yeah. to kill a specific year yeah i just feel like you can figure them out they're more on a pattern things like that i mean the rut they could be two miles away yeah you just gotta once you find them in the late season and you pattern like they're just they're patternable just like the early yep. season it's just finding yep. them can be tricky because they're usually like in the deepest darkest spot at least by us oh for sure and Pain. you know i'm i'm blessed enough to be able to you know be able to plant a lot of food and stuff like that on our yep. kansas farms and nebraska farms so you know, I always say late season, if you've got the food, you've got the deer. So yep. definitely the benefit. You gotta have cold weather. Usually can't December for Kansas rifle season is pretty darn good. Um if we can get the weather, but uh, you know, this year it's been pretty warm. So yeah. it was it was not easy. No, that's for no. sure. No, we're feeling the same way. We got a few more weeks left and we'll be at it too. But well, hey, Cody, um, there were time times up. We try to keep these short and you did it. Appreciate yeah. you coming on and sharing a story about who not you are. A problem. And, I appreciate you having you. me on. It's been a lot of fun.
Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, um, everybody, uh, actually, you know, what we like to do, Cody, is at the end, give you a chance to tell people where they can follow you um, and check you out. So where can people follow you and check Henry Rifles out? Um, all the Henry stuff. We got Instagram. Um, tried to have a Twitter or we tried to have a uh, TikTok that got taken down. But <laughs> Oh, we've, we've been there. A, uh, yeah. But uh, our YouTube page is where you can find most of my stuff. Um, Henry Rifles YouTube page. Uh, we actually just hit, I think we're at 104,000 subs now. Nice. So we really Very good. That. I think when I started, we were around 20,000 and it's just taken off for the hunt with a Henry crew. Um, yeah. And uh, obviously Instagram, Facebook and all that stuff. Awesome. Come find good us. Stuff. Go check them out. You guys are awesome. Well, uh, thank you again. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to go on to any kind of social media platform, give us a like, share, subscribe. You know, it really helps us out. keeps the train rolling. And if you guys really like what you're listening here, give us a five-star Either star way, if, even if you don't like it. Even if you don't like review. it, five stars. That'd helps cool. everyone out. We'll see you out there.